Hey guys, what's up? Hello. We're back with low level rage. That was a little that was a fun that was a a real mix of voices on that one there. I almost sounded like, like a little bit like a, like the hen pecked husband for a second. You know, like the oh, oh yes dear. I went like low level rage. <laughs> it's like a, yeah. That switch freaked me out, man. Well, I'm going to say, um, before we, we get in the full swing of things, congratulations on a good run, U.S. men's national team. You tried. You have nothing to be ashamed of, guys. Uh, Tim Howard is a national hero. He's a, a beautiful mountain man. We should all be very proud of him. And um, I have no, I have Good no. beard. Yeah, great beard. A plus beard. Ranks up there with uh, Baron Davis's beard of the National Basketball Association. Um, what other good beards? Ulysses Grant, I feel like has an underrated beard because it's it's uh, it's like um, a tasteful beard. Like people like to harp on about Martin Van Buren's beard, but Grant just had like a solid, like a gentleman's beard. Was it well-groomed? It was very well-groomed, especially considering he was a drunkard. It was a pretty well-groomed beard. <laughs> but yeah, good job, guys. You, you, you played your hearts out, tried till the end, right? Like, you were saying that, um, what's the way the English, the, the, the way that English commentators put it? Good work ethic. Good work ethic, yeah. Really uh, showing that classic American Protestant work ethic. That I, I they say did. Is, they did their damnedest. is dying out because of this, these millennials, these darn millennials with their selfies and their, uh, their Tinder. I don't actually think that. That was, a, that was like a... BRB, guys, I got to go upload an Instagram to my <laughs> yeah. Tinder. We're always fighting. It's like... Um, I don't know if... I, I never really admitted this on the air, but... Uh, my family was trapped in a uh, fallout shelter for 50 years, so I was raised on 1950s values, and all of these modern conveniences uh, offend and frighten me. That's why I don't have a smartphone. Right. I don't let her have a smartphone. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not comfortable with that joke. I'm just going to withdraw that one. Um... I don't understand this microphone. I can't figure out how. No, you sound great. I think you sound. I think you sound good. I think you sound. Uh, I think you sound solid. I think we both sound um, present. Yeah, I don't know. I, w I wouldn't worry about it too much. But yeah. So, bit of a rough couple days. I've had like. I feel like. The last few shows, I've been complaining about my life a lot more. 
And I don't know if that's a... Like, I'm trying to figure out if that's the right move for the show. Like, if people want to hear about my dumb real-life problems. You should probably at least say if you got robbed this week. I did not get robbed this week. That's a plus. No. Um, I am only a little bit jumpier at my job now because of the robbery. Like, if someone pulls something out of uh, their bag or out of their back pocket, I get a little bit like, ooh. And then I immediately get mad at myself for being stupid. Could be a gun. Yeah. Could be a kitten. It's Oh, what if it was a kitten? Oh. You probably shouldn't keep a kitten in a bag. No. I would probably accept the kitten. I'd be like, I'm not giving the kitten back. You're a terrible cat, yeah. Dad. It's an adorable kitten, and thank you. But you are clearly not responsible enough to take care of this precious little ball of fur. Tim Schafer, kitten yeah. repo man. <laughs> the Harry Dean Stanton of kittens? Yeah, there you go. That's another one you haven't seen, right? Have you seen Repo Man? I don't even know. That's uh, really good. I don't think so. It's a good one. I haven't. I get it confused with Demolition Man, which I have seen for some reason. They're they're very different. I know, I know. One does not feature Wesley Snipes nor Sylvester Stallone to its detriment because that's a pairing that really should have come up more often. I can't believe nobody thought of that first. I mean, before then. Snipes, Stallone, in Repo Man 2. This time it's personal. Yeah, yep. They, they just they just re- repossess kittens. This is the greatest movie idea ever. I can't decide if I'm really proud of myself or really disappointed. Maybe like um, the movie starts off with like because uh, I think Wesley Snipes is considerably younger than Sylvester Stallone, right? Like there's got to be like a ten year age gap at Stallone least. Stallone is eternal. Yeah, well he he looks great. Um. Wow, I didn't really mean to snicker after I said that, but so I mean. couldn't really help it. <laughs> He's got a weird plastic face now. I can't, I can't really, yeah. But you know what? He won an Oscar for, I think, uh, Best Screenplay. And I haven't, so who am I to laugh? But yeah, so like, I think uh, Repo Man 2, this time it's personal. Um, probably Wesley Snipes starts off like kind of afraid of cats. Okay. Right? And, like, uh, Sylvester Stallone's, like, the grizzled vet veteran kitten repo man. A lot of experience with yeah. those kittens. Yeah. Like, he knows how to deal with, like, a, like if, if you've got, like, a, um, a house full of 20-plus cats, that can get, like, a real, that can get real hairy real fast. Um, I didn't. <laughs> but he knows he keeps a cool head, right? There's like a montage of him repeatedly diving into rivers, rescuing oh. kittens and sacks. Um, yeah, and I, w- I also want like at least one time when they both have like uh, both Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes have like both arms full of cats that they run into each other. And then they like the cats fly up in meow. the air. And they, meowing, and wild like, meowing ensues. And they have to like try, try to catch all the cats. Like they try to catch all the cats before they hit the ground, and they both realize the cats always land on their feet, and they kind of share a laugh, you know. Ha <laughs> ha oh. It's too bad Wesley Snipes had to go and uh, get in that tax trouble. I don't know if he's is he actually in prison or is he just like 
Did you get a celebrity exemption? I'm not really up on your snipes <laughs> stories. Uh, contemporary snipes uh, status. Status. I don't have the snipes scoops. Oh, if, if, if you have the, the uh, any uh, snipes scoops, please give us a call on <laughs> via Skype. Contact us at username low level rage. That's L O W. L E V E L R A G E. You did it. A plus. You win the spelling bee. Could you see me thinking about it? I could. Yeah. I wasn't going to mention it. I had to I had to really struggle to, to spell that out without looking at it. You know, it's right in front of me. It is right in front of you. Multiple <laughs> oh, times in fact. Man, I'm really dancing on a razor's edge tonight. Is that a saying that people say? It seems like it should be. Yeah, like in I can't remember if it's Heart of Darkness or Apocalypse Now. I don't remember which one it's original to. Kurtz discusses Slug crawling. Does he? Along See, I, the Razor's Edge. I actually haven't seen Apocalypse Now, which and, I realize is completely uh, inexplicable. And then is then the Razor's Edge. It becomes oh. itself a Somerset Mom novel. If I recall correctly, huh? Do you? Uh, I could describe Apocalypse Now to you, but I think you probably know. I'm, I mean, I've read Heart of Darkness, which that makes me like a real smart dude that I've read Heart of Darkness, but have not seen Apocalypse Now, right? You're missing out, man. Means I'm a, a learned man. I mean, I can't remember if they discuss it in the film. I do. It sounds very. Yeah, it does sound very Conradian. I, re- to me. I really want to try to do a Marlon Brando impression right now. Don't but do it. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. That never goes well unless you happen to be Marlon Brando, and so sometimes bad. not even then. Oh, it's really taking everything to not do a terrible Marlon Brando impression. Okay, I think I, I think I've successfully uh, suppressed the urge. So. Twitter, my Twitter pal and friend of the show, at Zlinger, often sends me YouTube clips of Kurtz, Marlon Brando, intoning the horror, the horror. It's a classic. That is definitely from the book. Yes. That was in the book. I, too, have read the book. You're not the only educated person in this room. I think I read it twice. Ooh, now we're we're keeping count. Yeah. Well, sometimes I read books twice. Not but because do you own two copies? No, I only own one copy. Because I, I do. I only I only own one copy. <laughs> well, why that seems wasteful. They were given to me. Okay, that's fine then. Nobody wanted them. My professors didn't want them. <laughs> I can't imagine why not. Fun Joseph Conrad fact. Joseph Conrad, is that his name? Right? Yes. Yeah. Not a native English speaker. Yeah, he's Czech, right? Is that right? Mm-hmm. No, he's not Czech. What is he? Polish? I think Polish. Polish. He's Polish. It explains a lot about his writing. Does it? Yes. I mean, it, it doesn't come off like a non-native English speaker. His sentence structure is very peculiar. Yeah, I guess that's true. I'll take your word for that. I say that like I actually have read that book within the last ten years, which is not the case. So it's cool. Yeah. We're really we're digging yeah. deep here, guys. I own a copy of Lord Jim, but I haven't gotten that far with it. Ooh, I have never read. It's a good name said novel I feel like not a lot of people who are lords go by the name Jim 
usually be Lord James, right? Is that is that a uh, does that come up as a, a, a thing in the book? Like here's what I I wouldn't know, never having read it. I imagine Lord Jim. Here's what I imagine the plot is, not having actually oh God, gotten it's like very Jim far. Carrey? I'm gonna no, it's it's sort of like um, it's like a King Ralph situation, the Jim uh, classic Jim Candy movie, where uh, he is the last uh, like living successor to the to the British crown. So I imagine Lord Jim is like a uh, is a uh, is like. He, it's sort of the opposite. Like he is, he is a uh, a royal by birth, who then tries to infiltrate the like the you know the rabble, the general population. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like like he like he he's basically like uh, trying to affect being a normal person, mm-hmm. but he's still like real haughty, and so he thinks like oh I'll just I'll go by Jim and then then they'll 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 understand these people and like he goes to a pub. And tries to pretend that he doesn't uh, like he knows what football is, and he'll like talk to people about the Beatles, and he'll keep calling them Beatles because he doesn't really know anything about them, right? This isn't as good as the uh, the Repo Man two. This time, this it's, time, it's, this time personal. it's personal. I know. I didn't even. I know. I didn't make up that joke, but it's funny in this context. So. Stuff it, haters. Like what would what would Lord Jim like? What's what's his motivation for? Maybe he he uh, he tires of being cloistered off from regular people. Like he longs to be just a regular guy. It's sounding a little bit like Coming to America, the Eddie Murphy film, the Eddie Murphy Arsenio Hall uh, vehicle. Vehicle, yeah. Which I will say, Arsenio Hall held his own in that movie. He doesn't get enough credit. Much he, like the U.S. in this most recent yeah. match against Belgium. Arsenio Hall was the U.S. men's national team of coming to America. Yay! Good he, work ethic. He also played a bunch of characters. Everyone gives Eddie Murphy credit when he plays like 10 characters in a movie. But no one no one goes back and says, hey, good job, Arsenio Hall. You did that too. Tim's hot takes. This is very exciting. I haven't actually watched his new talk show at all. Um... He still has it, right? Has that been canceled yet? I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking to you, like you have the yeah, as though I know. Facts. Please confirm or deny that the Arsenio Hall reboot a talk show that everyone was clamoring for. Because like the pop culture, the contemporary pop culture map inside of my head is like it's mostly Marky Smith, right? A terrifying and twisted landscape. It's like basically Marky Smith watching a Korean horror film. Is that fair? And the footy. Ooh, what if he did? What if Marky Smith did commentaries about Korean horror films? What if Marky Smith commentated football matches? Oh, that would be the greatest. I think he would get bored halfway through, though, is the problem. He would just start saying incredibly mean things about players. This, this, this fucking guy. Like, he would just, yeah, he would, he would try to. Insulting first, their hair. He'd try not to swear and then would just completely fail, like, 20 minutes in, probably, right? Oh, he'd be he would be booted off of there instantly. What if no one gave him a pint? Then he would probably just that would not go well, right? He wouldn't agree to do it. But we've, 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 let's let's imagine yeah. a universe in which he's allowed to just say whatever he likes. Yeah, and then it would be great and completely uninformative. What was the uh, what was the the Belgian guy's name with with the uh, impressive hair? 
I always forget his name. Like Fabriani? No. Feliani. 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 I don't think Marky Smith would approve of his uh, his hair. I liked it. I think it's cool. Fellaini. Fellaini. That sounds made up. Sounds a little too much like uh, Fellini. Not as made up as Eden Hazard. Eden, that's a fair, I still say Eden Hazard is maybe the greatest sports name of all time. It's pretty amazing. I mean, Coco Crisp is up there. Don't get me wrong. but I also really like the name Vincent Company. Vincent Company is really good. It sounds so, uh, like, it's so pleasant. A man who must always be referred to only by his first and last names. I'm assuming those are his actual Excellent. His first and last names. Great host. I bet he, he's a, a warm and generous host when he uh, holds get-togethers at his uh, his, pen, his uh, penthouse apartment. He always has a nice spread of hors d'oeuvres. Bar is always open at Vincent Company's place. 19 corner kicks. Wow. There were 19 corner kicks in the 19 game. given to Belgium. To Belgium. To Belgium. Yeah. U.S. only had four, which in retrospect possibly explains a few things. Yeah. They did great. No one should be upset about that, that match. No, I agree. I just think that the mat- match stats reveal just how out of control that whole thing was oh i forgot to back announce the music what did we hear um from uh, back to front pro style we heard of course wire with comet which can be found on either read and burn one or two i can't remember which one it can be found on send the lp long player or it can be found on send ultimate which is like a compilation but really, you should buy both Read and Burn 1 and 2, because they're both great. Still pretty much the only record I've listened to in my car in the past week. That's so good. And I drive Cause, cause a lot been, of miles a day. You've been kind of furious a little, a little bit lately, right? Especially when you're... I'm when, super yeah. angry all the time. Well, when you drive in Chicago also, it's, it's infuriating. Like, you know, I know there's worse... There's, there's, yes, there are cities on the planet that have worse traffic than Chicago. I'm aware of this. I was so angry today that I wasn't even mad at traffic. And I should say, I don't even know if I've ever actually back announced the, our new theme song. I was thinking about that the I don't other think day. I have. Maybe you guys could have guessed what um, it is based on the <laughs> words that he says. Yeah, and the fact that we talk about Marky e. Smith constantly. Um, but it was The Fall. The song is, of course, called Totally Wired. Totally Wired. And that's from Grotesque, right? What's the full name of Grotesque again? After the Gram. Grotesque After the Gram. An album that I, I liked at first a lot, and I would have said was, was, was one of my favorites, like a year or two ago, and then I kind of kind of I kind of like stopped listening to it for a while. Recently, I've come back to it. It's got a lot of gems. Um, it's totally wired. It's That's totally pretty good. Wired. Sort of funny talking to a few people lately about like I'd bring up with. Uh, some of my, my uh, friends who work at a local alcohol dispensary um, about how I consider myself to be very high strung. 
but apparently this is not something that other people are aware of, which I consider to be something of a personal victory. You know what I mean? Like, well, is it though? Here's the thing. Is it better to be super anxious and obviously anxious, or is it better to be super anxious and have nobody realize this fact? Does that, are there any benefits? You know what I mean? It probably depends. Right? Like, I feel like maybe I would get more stuff done and, like, maybe, like, people would be, uh, like, if I was, like, a real type A kind of bossy jerk who used his anxiety to, to, like, bend others to his will, maybe I'd be happier, but also I'd be awful. So this is probably fine. It's just it's weird to me. It's weird to me that it's not apparent to people because I feel like it should be. They just don't know you. Yeah, they don't know me as like as as well as they should. No, they they know me as well as they should. It's probably for the best. Yeah, it's probably for, yeah, let's, let's not let's not scratch the surface too much with old Tim Schaefer. Old gotta have old your Tim. veneer of cool. Yeah. I saw a billboard. I see it every day on my drive to work that perplexes me immensely. Nope. Well, uh oh. Uh, mm, Spaghetti. Uh, mm, uh, mm. All right. Whew. That means it it's is back. A billboard for the Chicago Fire. Which is the Chicago soccer team. Mm -hmm. You can say football team if you want, but there's another one, so it might be confusing. Not that Chicago football no. team. The what? Chicago MLS club. Major League Soccer. Which, side note, I do, I endlessly love the number of MLS clubs named after natural disasters relevant to the locale of the club. There's at least two. There's at least, I think, four, There's but four? I can never remember them. So it's the Chicago Fire. There are a couple Fire. on the Eastern Seaboard. There was a, uh, for those of you who don't know, there was a disastrous fire that, that raised half of, the, something like half the city of Chicago. It was like the early 20th century, or maybe the late 19th century, I can't remember which. Um which was supposedly started by a cow kicking over a lantern or some nonsense. Mrs. They o say. Mrs. O'Leary's cow, I believe is the... <laughs> if that's right, I will be very impressed with myself. Um, and no one else should be. And so it's like, the, the, the team name, it, it has to be a purposeful reference to the fact that that was like a defining and horrible moment in the city's history. <laughs> like... It would like be, like if the Boston Boston soccer squad called itself like the Boston Massacre or something, right? The New England Revolution is pretty bad, though. Does that count? That counts. That counts. Yeah, I mean that is a war in which. I thought there were more, but the San Jose Earthquakes is really good. That's really good. It's it's almost like a like like flipping the bird to nature, in a way, you know. Yes. Like yeah yeah we get a lot of earthquakes. And we don't care. We're much like them. Yeah. So what's is, is there another one? I looked up the clubs. I couldn't find okay. what I was thinking of. Possibly apocryphal. P 
possibly a now defunct club. In a sense, though, like the New York Red Bulls, it's like a Red Bull's like a disaster for your body. Ugh, that team name is a disaster. How could you possibly? Let's let's uh, let's like let's cap it off at naming stadiums after corporations and, and products, please. Like right, I can't. I can't believe you. Shame on you, New York. The, what do you call it? Like the, the San Francisco iPads or something? Like, <laughs> what's the what's that what's the uh, what's the like even more ritzy suburb of San Francisco? Where like, is there a more ritzy suburb of San Francisco? Am I thinking many San Jose? What is it? I said many of them. Well, get, name one. Name, I mean, give, like, give me an I don't know what. Give me for instance. Knob Hill. I so said like the like like the Knob Hill Google glasses. Oh God. <laughs> the Tenderloin Tire Fires. Oh God. Anyway, Are... this billboard. Not obviously for the Chicago Fire, though it it says it in relatively small type, and has like a sort of vague picture of a dude playing the football. But in giant letters, it says, never stop living in the red, which I find to be maybe not on message for them. So just keep getting red cards? Is that what that is? I I just can only think about the fact that it just basically, in the most common parlance, just means stay in debt. Oh, you're in in debt. debt. You're in debt. It either means stay in debt or um, be engulfed in flames. I guess that might be what they're going for. That's not... But it definitely just reads as, don't pay your bills. Well, you know what? I'm sort of for it, but I don't really understand why they're using that as... Let's stick it to the man, sure. Advertising for the club. Subtle revolutionary message. I don't think that's probably what they mean, but... I also really like those billboards that say, your wife is hot, dot, dot, dot. Time to get your AC fixed. There's a lot of them in this area. Tim is making a face. It's usually me making a face, but Tim is making a face. I'm just, I'm also overthinking that. Like, so what's the, let's say, let's say that billboard, let's, let's, let's uh, assume that this billboard works on somebody, right? Like gets them to get their AC fixed. Like what's their thought process? Like they look at that billboard and it says like, your wife is hot. They're like, hey, don't you say that about, oh, oh. All right, I get it. Uh, I'm not going to burst your bubble by saying how I actually think that works. I want to know. No, burst burst it. Burst my bubble. Burst my buble. Mm. I mean, I think it's just common advertising scheme. Of... Is, is there a hot lady on the billboard, too? No, it's just no? text. It just it catches your eye with an off-putting phrase, and then it reminds you of something you would do anyway. I feel like it, I would still be mad at the billboard, though, if I was a real dumb guy. You know what I mean? Would you, or would you be like, Ah, oh, nice job, heck bro. Heck yeah. Good one, bro. Yeah. My wife is hot, and that yeah. was a funny joke. Or maybe, like, maybe you're, like, you're not getting along with your wife, and it just a makes you sad. A billboard doesn't have eyes to make eyes at your lady. It's true. But I would still, I can still see a dumb guy, like, because there's, I feel like there's bumper stickers that are similar that say things like about, like, like, something about your girlfriend, man, that kind of thing, you know? 
Like, and, like, I've heard of people getting in fights over them. I'm pretty sure. Where someone will, like, in traffic, get out of their car and try to fight the guy who has, like, a, a bumper sticker that's just directed at a non-specific you. It sounds very allegedly. Well, I like to think it's true. I would like to know what the con- the actual content of said look it up. bumper sticker would Google be. Google fight over bumper sticker, because I guarantee that something will come up. If you have terrible billboards or bumper stickers that you would like to discuss, add us on Skype at Low Level Rage. Sounds like there's a, there's a lot it's of... It's also open phones if you really yeah. want to talk about anything. You know, basically, first of all, here's what I want. I want, I want snipe scoops, which is harder to say than it sounds. Snipe scoops, snipe scoops, snipe scoops. Not that hard, actually. It's fine. AKA, we want to know all the hot deets on What's up with what Wesley? Wesley Snipes is up to. We'll call the segment What's Up with Wesley. What's Snipes up with, What's up with Wesley here on Low Level Rage? That's the, that's the proposed uh, segment. Current Snipes scoop status is we don't know. We don't know. We don't know what's up. He might be dead. I don't think he's dead. Turns out, okay, this We're not going to look it up, though. It seems like there's been a lot of fights over Obama bumper stickers, but that makes sense. Like, you could definitely see a, a dumb guy getting mad because you voted for the current president. I sort of don't understand bumper stickers in 2014. I always wanted, when I was in... Um, I feel like I... I my my joke com like my combo bump bumper sticker joke that I wanted to do in high school was to get a uh, arms are for hugging bumper sticker and then also get an NRA bumper sticker, <laughs> right? Oh. Which in retrospect not that good of a joke, but a pretty good joke for a sixteen year old. I was gonna say good teen joke. Oh yeah, yeah. And it turned out that very I, edgy. I, I think the arms are for hugging bumper sticker was from my brother, and I put it on the car, and then I, all I had I believe was. That one, and then they might be Giants bumper sticker. You should have put a gun rack on your car. Oh, yeah. With no guns. That's a statement right there, right? Would have gotten the point across. Yeah. What if... I wish that all the gun racks were empty. Dad. Everyone at my school had empty gun racks on their trucks because you can't bring guns to school. Yeah, that makes sense, I guess. Don't really mean much when you're at school. Why do you... Maybe this is a silly question. So you need a gun rack if you need to carry, like, to transport, like, a bunch of guns, right? Is that the idea? I don't know. Or is it to show off your guns? Yeah, I thought it was kind of, like, cool gun display. Okay. Like... You know, some 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 dudes show off their My Little Pony collection. Some dudes put guns in their gun racks. Do they have special cases for showing off your My Little Pony collection? Probably, like a like a My Little Pony diorama, like a little meadow. Yeah, with like a little that sounds nice, like soft plastic castle in the background. You have like a like a little speaker playing soothing uh, nature sounds. Sounds really. That sounds really pleasant. It's a nice project for a, uh, you know, uh, 
a handy, a handy brony, a brony who's good with his hands. More like a crafty, crafty, cra- crafty, a, a, cra- a crafty honey, a crafty brony. Crafty brony is not not easy to say either, actually. Crafty brony. Tongue twister crafty night brony. on low level rage. Crafty brony, crafty brony. It's not that bad. Yeah, so that it's a, I guess that's like um, that billboard that you mentioned. It's the kind of thing where it always just makes me angry at the company that actually put it up. But I'm sure it's more, it's probably more effective than I'm giving it credit for. Like how I refused to step foot in a gap for many years because their their television ads annoyed me. Because they were really annoying. Like they were like the the mellow yellow, the one that featured mellow yellow by Donovan infuriated me. Like, I don't know if it's just because I hate this that song. This is like song. a TV thing? Yeah. Like, it was, they had like a series of ads. They may still more or less be this way. With like a white background and like cool people doing cool stuff. But it was so overtly like, like trying to be, like trying to persuade youths to think it was cool. And I was like, I'm a youth and I see right through this. It's close for old people, man. Everyone knows that. I feel like they were, they were like, the gap was actually cool in like the 80s, I believe. I think. Before anyone cared where clothes came from. Right. Other than, like, um, what was that really cool uh, jeans company in the 80s that has since become really not not good? Sounds like a J. Jaw, Jaw, Jaw. Not Lee or Levi's. I'm thinking just jeans, aren't I? That's the problem. Jaw, Jaw. Jeans, jeans company, jaw. Ignore your jorts in the jort room. <laughs> oh, what is it? It's gonna drive me nuts. I just am enjoying watching you do, ja, the, do ja. this. The other day I couldn't remember the word ramekin. Sound like I was just saying uh, J E W there, and I was not, to be clear. That was a word that I had, I struggled with and made faces over. Which one? I'm sorry? Ramekin. Ramekin? What is, mm-hmm. what, is, what is a ramekin? They're like little ceramic bowls with handles attached to the side. They're like single serving. You make French onion soup in them. I have a set in my house. Here's a here's a fun BuzzFeed uh, article Don't do it. I, just, I just found. Uh, no, th- you can't. 29 denim brands you totally forgot existed. <clears throat> in fairness, they're right. I did. is really bringing back some wonderful jeans memories. I can't believe we're doing this. Has it really come to this? Oh, mud jeans. Remember the mud jeans? I uh, do. Oh, it's so important I that I'm remember. being reminded of these jeans right now. God. Oh, Bugle Boy. That's a classic. I don't think the one I'm thinking of is on here, man. There's, there's, you know, as I get older, not old yet, I, I uh, occasionally will, like, Think of like think that there is a, a a thing that my brain is trying to point to, and then sometimes I'll just realize no, no I'm just I've made up a reference that I'm digging for completely in vain, and that's when I know like know what it's like to be elderly, which actually is not that bad. It's fine. It's okay. It's gonna be fine. You 
you won't even know all the things you've forgotten. My other question with this article, how did it take two people to put this together? This was, this was a joint effort. We can't. I don't want to talk about BuzzFeed. Okay. I don't think it's funny or fun. Isn't it? It makes me sad. Okay, that's fine. That's actually just a practical question, though. Is it more like they're like... Um, it's hard to internet. They're, they're like fighting over credit? Is that what it is? Maybe they really had forgotten. Maybe it took a lot of research <laughs> and everybody is just being mean to them for no reason. I feel like I can probably be mean, mean to somebody who wrote that article. I don't actually feel bad about that. Calling it an article is a little bit yeah, okay. generous. See? But maybe there was a lot of research involved in making a list of pictures. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. But yeah, guys, uh, you know, give us a call. Join in. Join in on the fun. It's very hot in, in this room, in the in the studio. I'll have to call. Um, yeah, what's up with that? The station manager, and complain. It's not me. Lauren, I'm looking at you though. It's not me. I'm still looking at you though. Too bad. Well, I refuse to make eye contact. It's fine. Call my bluff. Lauren is not the station manager, which I guess means that I am the station manager. Right. Screw you, buddy. <laughs> So my uh, room almost got flooded yesterday because we had crazy weather. It's really my own fault because I have a completely unacceptable setup with my air conditioner. I don't think you can, yeah, really call that nature's wrath so no. much as nature gently reminded you that you need to fix that. I need to probably not have uh, a cardboard barrier between the outdoors and my room. This is a common thing, right, that everyone does. I, I feel like in California... A, there is much less prevalence of window units. But oh, sure. B, yeah. everyone I've ever met has some ludicrous system in place for how they get their window unit securely into their window. I should say also, if you want to call and talk about jeans, I am totally down for that. Jeans memories. We can call it... Um, is there a better name than jeans memories? Uh, bat... Bat... Back, back to the blue jeans. Um, mm, no, too long. Je jeans, jeans, pa pants, pal. Nope, nope. Denim dreams. Denim dream. Denim dreams is pretty good. Denim dreams. Not really too. Not really past oriented enough. We'll think of one. We'll think of one. Pants part. Pants party. No. I don't no. Like that. I don't like that at unacceptable. All. Nope. We will never have a segment on the level rage called pants party. That was my sniff of disdain. I mark it down. There will never, ever be a segment on Low Level Rage called Pants Party. Never. Now I kind of want to call a segment that. I was going to say, it yeah. sounds like some protesting too much. I'm being, I'm being contrarian towards myself. This thing practically runs itself. Yeah. Wind him up and let him go. I feel like, I will say, um, I remember as a, as a youth... Like the the jeans, um, like competition was a very like uh, specific and separate thing for dudes. Was you know, it? Yeah, because I remember um, getting made fun of when I was like, let's say like twelve, because my pants were too tight. 
and I did not understand what the guy was making fun of me for at first. Like he's like, "Hey, uh, who'd you get those jeans from? Your sister?" Ooh, sick some, burn, some, bro. like that, right? Yeah. So I was wearing Levi's, and then that's when I was like, "I'm not. I'm never wearing Levi's again. Never." He lied. He owns Levi's right now. Yeah, I know. I, I wear. I only wear Levi's really, because <laughs> I was right. They looked great. I'm sure. Everyone had those those stupid like juggalo pants. Those really big ones. Where you could like basically hide another person underneath your jeans. Is that what those are for? For sneaking in children to music events? Fill your pant legs with water balloons. That's that's see that's fun. I like that. There's like a water balloon pouch. But yeah, so then I feel like I have I'm, to peg your super extra wide leg stove pipe pants so you can keep the water balloons in. That sounds great. That's a lot of fun. Those are Genkos. Thank you, Callie, for confirming. Um, which I hope they still sell them because there's probably kids someplace who want to wear those, right? Who hate hipsters. I see similar fashions every once in a while. I still see wallet chains, but wallet chains are just a practical... Uh, choice. In Especially this. if you're flipping mad. I don't know skateboarding terms. Yeah. That joke's going nowhere. I was out. That's for with the skateboarders so they don't lose their wallets when they're uh, doing sweet tricks. Yeah. Okay. Like ollieing hella hard or whatever. Because, yeah. like, you know, here's the thing. This is the average. The average skateboarder can, can do, like, one trick, like, an ollie. That's more tricks than I can do. Oh, I, so. can, yeah, I can't do any. Actually, you know what? Maybe I can do a lot of tricks. I don't know. I've never tried. I bet I'd be, maybe I'm really good at it. You could go to the skate park under the bridge. We do have. We actually, yeah, we literally have a skate park under the bridge in Chicago. Many youths lurk there. So so unruly. Actually, they're pretty ruly. They're super ruly. They're actually, ruly I've never youths. seen them do anything that is unruly at all. It's like it's, it's, they it's, seem very content. Yeah, that's like all you gotta do is give the kids a skate park, man. Give them some Adderall in a skate park. They'll be happy. Doesn't take much. But yeah, like, so the cha wallet chain, that makes total sense. That's a uh, practical choice. Especially if you live in a city and you want your wallet get it stolen. I get that. Um, huge pants, no. I mean, you know, like, tight pants, either if your pants are too tight or too baggy, you're making a statement of some kind. There's so many hot pant takes, not hot pant takes. Like I, I wear my pants are reasonably tight. Also gained some weight recently, so um, that might be part of it. All muscle. I'm not going to tell you anything about my pants. So my nickname is All Muscle, Tim All Muscle Shaver. The look on Lauren's face speak vol speaks volumes. If only you could actually hear it. I like that. Okay, and everyone, everyone, please post pictures of pants in the chat because I want to look at. I mean, it, it kind of is a pants party now. Are you full of regret? Because you should be. I did. I did. I did proclaim that there would never ever be a segment called pants party on the level rage. This could just be Tim discloses details about his life segment. Yeah, about my pants. Sure. I mean, that's what you were doing. Yeah, that's true. 
I mean, I could pull up a pair and, and let everybody know what, what, you know, the size. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to get into that. That's not, no one needs to know what size. That's weird. Don't do it. Yeah, that's, 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 that's. It's already kind of weird. Yeah. A 25 inch waist. He's lying. <laughs> I wear, I wear a 25, 36. I'm seven feet tall. Very unhealthy, seven foot tall man. Uh, Maybe you'd be good at badminton. Oh, yeah. Are there are there people who are really tall play badminton? Because that would make sense. But you have trouble getting those low shots. I have though. no idea. You, you have to you have to be able to get down low. You'd probably be in the hospital. Yeah. I wonder how big. Uh, I feel like Manute Bull probably had a pretty good sized waist. The basketball player. Not looking it up, but you can't you can't be seven feet tall and actually have like a twenty five inch waist, can you? That's not actually possible. You would break in half in a strong wind. I don't know. Pure speculation. If you're a doctor, please call. Please call. Tim has an important question. Please call on Skype. Bed. Username low level rage. That's L O W L E V E L R A G E. That time I read it off of the screen. Or if you want to call and save me from pant hell. Should I admit my, 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 like what, what size pants I wear on the air? Or is that, is that I think this whole thing's super weird, to be honest. Talking about pants? Talking about your pants specifically. Everybody wears. great length. Well, I shouldn't say everybody wears them. I'm sure there's people who don't wear pants. I feel like pretty much everybody wears pants. At least occasionally. What part of the world are we talking about? Where where we are in the, in the United States of America. Oh right, the, the number the one, only place that matters. The number I guess. one country. Oh, Nick just answered in the chat. Manute Bull had a thirty-one inch waist at seven foot seven. Interesting. Finally, the voice of reason. Some actual facts. Also, if you have any fun, if someone wants to call, Possibly. call in, I've not verified with, this. A, with a bunch of fun minute bull facts, please do. I'd love to hear them. There's a really fun picture of minute bull, and I believe, or really just any facts, Muggsy Bogues. Muggsy Bogues, I think, was five foot three, and so that makes minute bull two feet four inches taller than him. And I think that uh, there's like a bunch of basketballs on Muggsy Bogues' head to demonstrate the, the difference in height, which I'm sort of surprised that Muggsy Bogues agreed to, but I think it speaks well to his character that he has a sense of humor about his height. Yeah, there's a, it's. I only have the vaguest sense who any of these people are. Um, Muggsy Bogues is a professional basketball player who, for reference for you, is my mom's height. Cool. Yeah. How did that work? He's also the same height, I believe, as Mickey Rooney. He Where, just, did he wear, like, moon, moon shoes? I think he was a, a good ball handler. I think he had a good... I believe he had a pretty good outside shot and was a good distributor. He was a point guard. Michael has just uh, given us a picture for reference. The very photo. Okay, they were not... The balls were not on his head. I totally misremembered that, that uh, picture. They did not stack the basketballs on Muggsy Bow's head. It's still pretty delightful.
That would have been a bit much, probably. Now I know. Yeah. I think also Charles Barkley would say horrible things about Muggsy Bugs back in the day. Like, call him ugly and stuff. Wow, Charles old Barkley, basketball drama. He wasn't a perfect man. He still isn't, but, you know. We all make mistakes. Just like Jason Kidd, the new coach of the Milwaukee Bucks, which I'm really excited about. You can tell by the tone of my voice that I'm very excited that Jason Kidd is the new coach of the Milwaukee Bucks. I've already heard like a couple hours worth of this material over the past three days. It's been a, it's been an ongoing drama. Drama. No, he's a great guy. He sounds like a great guy. It's not like he was caught beating his wife or anything. Nope. Stand-up gent. Jason Kidd. Totally dudes with lots of money who manage professional sports teams tend to be really amazing people, so... It's not a very high bar to set, though, to be like, don't get... Don't don't drunk drive and don't beat your wife. <laughs> like... I just assume that most of them are terrible yeah, that's, people. That's fair. As recent evidence in the media has suggested that a lot of them are. That's true. That's a fair point. Yeah, here's the thing, though. It's, it's, it's weird. I mean, is there, like, a good analogy with, like, Real Madrid, one of the, the squads that you root for, with, like, having a player or coach that you really don't like who you just kind of have to root for regardless? Because, like, I guess Ronaldo was sort of – he was sort of a jerk at one point, but he wasn't, like, a actively bad person. Wait, no, I straight up hate Jose Mourinho. Oh, do you? Okay, cool. Yeah, Chelsea can have him. Is he is he gone or is it like a Yeah, and then the whole thing got completely screwed up and it's all a huge mess and it hasn't gotten much better with Ancelotti, but it's all because of Mourinho's legacy. Don't get me started, I'm super angry still. Okay. It's been going on for several years. See, I feel like in a, in a sense the, the the nice thing about it having It didn't drive me away though to make your point. Right. No, I I feel like my my response is going to be all right, so Jason Kidd, this this ostensibly horrible person. Maybe he's reformed since his DUI from two years ago when he was a 39-year-old man. Um, but, like, if he is terrible at coaching the team, then I can just get mad at him, right? Like, I can kind of just, like, channel all my anger at the team into him. And if yeah. It, and if it goes it's well, him. yeah, I'll just be like, that's it's his fault. His stupid goatee. His little ratty goatee. No, I don't like... Is it clear that I don't like Jason Kidd very much? Is that is everybody picked up on that? I hope that's obvious. I yeah, I hope they don't think that you're a dude who's into wife beating and people who beat their wives. No, 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 no. That would be pretty it's... weird for me. Nope. And for you. Nope, not okay. And for humans. Yeah. Yeah, this dude seems like he sucks. As a person. I'm not going to get into it more. He he like kind of maneuvered his way onto the team and really really like in a really unsubtle like my my I think someone else uh, on on Twitter proposed that his nickname should be Littlefinger, which is a Game of Thrones reference to the sort of manipulative aspire. Uh, Ooh, I got that one. Aspiration, yeah. It was like it was very I good read at them books. At like being uh, aspirational and and manipulative and conniving. But I feel like Jason Kidd is conniving, but in a really dumb way, where it's like, like he's trying to be like that, but just it doesn't have it in him. Because he just basically went out to the Nets and was like, give me a better job. And they're like, no. He's like, well, but give it to me. 
Anyway, enough of sports talk. For now. Yeah, a lot of sports talk in the past month. It's summer, man. It's sports season. It's funny because it's always baseball season. <laughs> That's not true. I know. Baseball it ends, feels ends like in uh, late October. Well, they have like three weeks off. Yeah. It's like being out for the sun, like school. It starts in it starts in basically I think spring training starts in March, I wanna say. And then it goes through October. Oh good, over the winter holiday. Yeah. I forget the date. There is a there is a separate the earliest date is when pitchers and catchers report the spring training, I believe. I remember when that happened. Yep. Because my coworker was very excited. I don't and I had never heard of it. I've never gotten understood why that's an exciting date for anybody. <laughs> like you're just imagining the pitchers and catchers like throwing the ball back and forth. In, in, yeah, in and then Arizona. maybe there's like a cute dog around. Oh, Hank. We haven't heard about Hank in a while. People are people bored with Hank now? Is that what the deal is? I want a Hank bobblehead. Is there one? Yes, I think so. Oh, there should, if the if the brewers have not, okay. I heard I heard I heard a rumor. For context, we may have talked about this already on the show. I don't care. Bring it up again. Um, in spring training this spring, um, the Brewers, I think, play in Phoenix or outside of Phoenix, where like half the league plays more or less in spring. And uh, a adorable little adorable little mutt, a little uh, a little rascal, was found on the field, who with with no apparent owner, and the team, the Milwaukee Brewers, sort of collectively adop- adopted him. Named him Hank the Dog. I guess that's his full name, Hank the Dog. Hank the Hank the Ballpark Pup. Pup. Hank the Ballpark Pup. That's what people refer to him as. He's like a little white guy. He's got like curly hair, kind of, right? A little bit of an underbite, I believe. He has an underbite, which is always really cute in a dog. It's like the Bruce Springsteen of dogs. And so there were some great pit, uh, pictures from this spring of like John, uh, Jonathan Lucroy, like petting Hank and kind of looking a little bit forlorn. Like I require thoughtful. more professional sports teams to rescue dogs. Yeah, like it's the easiest PR stunt in the world. Just find a and dog and And then it'd be super nice it. to them and take care of them and yeah. not be jerks about it. Yeah. Well, everyone. I mean, that's kind of like, I, I feel like that's kind of, um, that's a really good litmus test for like if you are an awful human or not. Because like, even people who are kind of jerks or bad people will still usually be nice to a dog. Right? Unless they're really bad people. Right. Hank, Hank's bobblehead game is on September 13th. Oh, very exciting. And you know what they're calling it? No, I don't. You should, you should know. This is a, I should know, but I don't. Because cause you're Tim. It's the bobble Hank. You know what? Well played. Well played, Brewers. Right? Yeah. I knew you would like that. Yeah. It's good. I approve. Yeah, it's really easy. Like, look, let's say, uh, let's say, what's a, what's like a team that's going through some hard times right now? Um, let me think about it. Like in like the football, like the the Cleveland Browns, right? That's a team that's always kind of like a, a bit of a laughing stock. If you adopt a cat, God, they have just the saddest dog yeah. though. They just lie there. They adopt like a like a raccoon or something. It'd be like a really depressed Dalmatian. Like, like bites half the players. <laughs> oh. I think I saw a Dalmatian today, actually. Dalmatians are pretty cute. Was it in a fire engine? Nope. 
Lame. It was a very, a very slow couple was walking it. And I was stuck walking behind them and was getting very frustrated. And then they finally let me, let me pass. They were nice. I get that, like... Should have thrown a stake at the dog. That would have made it so that you could get around <laughs> That's them. That's a really good idea. <laughs> just, just carry, carry a stake stakes. with you at all times. Just, like, just, just take him. My dog now. He no, my you steak. just, like, throw it off to one side, and then the dog goes nuts. And then the humans go nuts, and then you scoot past them, because that's what you deserve if you're a slow walker. I don't really want to carry around a bag of steaks all the time, though. Come on. Where's your sense of adventure? I don't even eat red meat, really. Well, so it's not like you would be saving that's a good it. good point. Yeah. What grade of it's steak? It's the steak bag solution. What's, like, the accepted? Like, what's the what's the, the cheapest steak? You could just dig, like, offcuts out of the dumpster, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I Don't really do it, I do need a dumpster dive for meat more often. That's got to be a really good way to get some high quality uh, cuts. If I go to like a fancy restaurant, maybe wear like a if I dress like a butler and dig in the dumpsters of uh, fancy restaurants, would I probably get away with it? You think? Because no one would question a, a gentleman digging through a dumpster. Clearly not. They'd be like, ah, oh, yes, he lost. Some. He must have dropped his. I dropped my monocle into the dumpster. His tray, his like <laughs> buttling tray. Your name card yeah, platter. It's called a yeah. I think it's called receiving a, card. I think it's called a buttling tray. I think, that's right. I think I got it right the first yeah, time. That's right. Because I'm super high class. Yeah. I want to add to the list of summer don'ts. Oh yeah. <laughs> dumpster diving in the summer in oh. Chicago. <clears throat> Do you guys have trash juice smell where you're from? Because we have really bad trash juice smell. I don't in even smell it anymore. It's just everywhere. Oh, but you smell it on that block where the Dos Amigos dumpster is. Dumpster is. That's true. It is pretty strong. There's a, there's a there's like a rat city on that block too. We there are certain parts of our fair city where the trash juice smell is the strongest. We've more or less ceded parts of Chicago to the rats at this point. I would say, like we've just sort of they've annexed certain blocks and we've just shrugged our shoulders saw a rat out back earlier today and I was just like I don't really know what you're talking about I lived in alleys that had many and like fronting onto alleys that had many rats and they were fine no I'm not I mean obviously they're a public health I'm not I'm not mad about it I'm saying that we've I'm saying that as a city we've more or less said there's a big rat problem we're not gonna do much about it it's fine it's like I don't know the huge pothole problem or the huge feral bad. cat problem, or the huge trash problem, or the huge crime problem. We're not going to do anything no. about any of them. I think it's the sort of thing where, um, I think, like, let me, for the second week in a row, complain about Rahm Emanuel. Like, his basic uh, approach to being mayor is, like, there are too many problems. I will just do things that are completely irrelevant to those problems and kind of just let them sit there. Which is, like, it's kind of a bold strategy. It's like, I'm not ever going to fail at fixing a problem because I'm just never really going to try to fix one. It's kind of brilliant. And it's, that's the politics stuff. We've, we've checked off politics, sports. I was going to talk about my, my Twitter fight, but I don't think I'm going to, actually. I don't feel like I'm not, I don't feel mad. It was like yesterday, and I'm already not mad about it, so I'm like, it's fine. Got a big fight on Twitter, uh, and I, I, I already don't care. Like, there's... I feel like I read an article today about a big Twitter fight among, like, the literati. And it was 
the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like, there's nothing worse than privileged, boring, overeducated people having, like, furious arguments about unimportant things on social media. It's cool that anybody thinks that anybody cares. It's... It's weird. Pretty boring. Like, authors fighting on Twitter is is the strangest thing. Like, what do you... You, you know you guys are all, like, relatively speaking, rich. You're different degrees of rich. Maybe not, you know, maybe not, like, rich, rich, but rich in fame, at least. Which should count for something. I've I've so bored Lauren that she just uh, laid down on the studio floor, lied down, lied down, laid, laid down. Damn it! I had it right the first time. You doubted yourself. Yeah, I overthought it. I'm not great with grammar. I'll be the first to admit it. I'm okay. I'm okay at it. Well, the lie lay verbs conjugate really weird, so who cares? Right? Everybody. Most people have trouble with them. If it was like if it was like the the seventeenth century, no one would correct me. Probably I wouldn't probably I wouldn't be able to read. So just given the percentages. What'd it be like? Seventeenth century, no. Literacy century, rates maybe. really shot up towards the end of the 17th century and into the 18th century. Okay. Because printing became cheap mm. in the 18th century. Thanks, Gutenberg. Prior to that, everything circulated more or less in manuscript or through expensive type. We really don't thank Gutenberg enough, do we? Making all those Bibles. Well, everyone talks about him because they're of the internet. Do you want to play some music? Sure. Yeah, let's do that. We're going to play a few songs, then we'll be right back. Hey, guys, you should call. Call in the show, please. Call in. Do it. Please. They say the price of love is a black hole. All right. Almost accidentally played a fourth song, but I didn't. I think I played about five seconds of it. Apologies. What did we hear? Well, not counting the five seconds of the unrest song, we heard uh, Black Elvis by Cool Keith from his excellent album, Black Elvis, often overlooked because of the more well-known classic Dr. Octagon Ecologist. Before that, Shabazz Palaces with Are You Can, You Were You, parenthetical felt. I forget the name of that album. I think it's called Black Up. That's right, Black Up. And then uh, starting us off, starting to set off, Future of the Left often referred to as a Welsh band. I don't think any of them are actually Welsh. I could be wrong. But they're out of Cardiff, so fine. 
And uh, that was French Lessons. And that's from their, I think, last year's How to Stop Your Brain in an Accident. Which is a fun song about not wanting to have kids. Because it's okay to not want to have kids. And I think it's weird that it's even like a debate anymore. <laughs> I don't feel like I, I I don't think dudes get crap for it very much, but it's a thing that I still am like always sort of irritated by the fact that that's a pressure on anybody ever. Right? Ladies getting hella sexismed all the time. Yeah. It never ends. So at least the guy from Future of the Left, Andy Falcus sort of understands, although I feel like probably there's, there's a bit of self-interest involved with that uh, sentiment. Yeah, he seems like kind of a gross dude. I don't know if he's a gross dude. Is he? I don't know. I mean, just like, I could see that being. Yeah. He's got a bit of a... He's got a bit Not of a, necessarily, like, personally. No, his, his, his music, his lyrical choices are often... Uh, Andy Falcus was also in McCluskey. I you know I don't think they ever had any songs that made me feel itchy, but you know they pushed they pushed the limits sometimes <laughs> they pushed boundaries. They were like the uh, Eddie Murphy of Welsh rock music, except probably less homophobia, because that guy was really homophobic in the eighties. <laughs> Super offensive in retrospect. Yeah, so I wanted to play a little bit of uh, rap music today because I feel like I listened to more hip-hop in summer, and I have not really been listening to it at all this summer yet. I don't know why. There's still time. There is still time. It's like summer music for me. Um, and I will say that Sh Shabazz Palace's album was not the last uh, rap album I liked, but it was the last one that I, I feel like was weird enough that I will come back to it again and again time and again but yeah so Lauren uh, learned how to use a chainsaw at her job I did very recently I was prevented from really doing too much practicing today because all of the kids got super greedy and everybody was fighting over who got to use the chainsaw. Not really. Some people were very kind. It was frustrating. Was there only one chainsaw? No. New toys bring out the worst in people. Imagine like like 20 different people all with a chainsaw just like revving them at the same time. It's just like a, a chaos of chainsaws. Yeah, it's pretty loud. It's <laughs> awesome. It's cool. No blood, though? No one got hurt? No one got hurt. Which is all that matters. It's true. Despite a lot of people having super cavalier ideas about what actually counts as chainsaw safety, which made me super angry all day. But that's cool. Hopefully they won't learn the hard way. Yeah. The, I, I feel like probably a lost hand is... To be, like, to be very clear, our instructors all have very good notions of chainsaw safety. It's the people who are being trained who apparently thought that it was fine to be like, haha, that doesn't matter. That's... 
Well, they're, they, they, we should say. Which uh, made me angry and everyone else thought was funny, and then it made me feel super alienated. Oh, we have a caller on the line. Emma is with us. Hello. Hey. How's it going, Emma? Good. How are you? I'm pretty good, I think. Yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. Um, I'm a little, you know, I feel actually in a, in a way safer now that Lauren knows how to use a chainsaw. <laughs> yeah, I do. So you don't feel like um, less safe? No, no. That's I, I, I feel I'm like... I'm going to use it on a person. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's not Come even... Now. It can't be a very effective weapon. For sure. It's for the low-level rage disaster preparedness brigade and after-school yeah. club. Uh, so, so wait. So what were you using the chainsaw on upon? Trees. Uh-huh. Cool. Trees that needed to be taken down. You took a little it bit... Is part of my, it is part of my actual job. You took a little long to say trees there. Yeah, that's true. Well, that almost sounds made up. Sometimes when you tell people that you cut down trees, they get mad at you, regardless of what kind of tree it is. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so that, weird. That, yeah, that sort of um, is why of people I... in my line of work hesitate when people okay. ask us questions okay. like that. That sort of reminds me of when I worked at like a a uh, a uh, used a used uh, bookstore. Um, like some. Like of the customers would you know like want uh, want uh, to sell us like their um, old books and they would be like really mm -hmm. sold books you know like moldy and all that stuff and we'd be like why don't you just like throw these out like nobody nobody wants to read them they're old they're disgusting they were just like I could never throw out a book you know same thing yeah kind of even if it's been water damaged and is like probably some kind of health hazard right yeah 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 I. <sighs> I, I mean, I've been the same way with the book that I've ruined, but only because I felt guilty that I ruined it. Like, no, I have to finish reading this book that I have trouble actually uh, opening now because I poured half of a soda on it or something. Dropped it in the pool. I, yeah, I haven't. I don't think I've done that. Oh, it's the classic. It's yeah. the classic or the book bathtub. ruiner. The bathtub. Um, yeah, I've done that in yeah. the bathtub. Did you fall asleep while reading a book in the bathtub? Is that what happened? I I didn't fall asleep. I just dropped it. And it was actually a... Um, it's hard to it's hold it up above your book. face. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think it was like... I think it was like a library book, actually. Oh, that's the oh, worst. You're going to make Michael angry. Because here's what's the worst about that <laughs> is if you if you accidentally ruin a, a library... Which I've done. I, have, I, have, I think actually my dog destroyed a library book, which uh -huh. sounds made up, but it happened. And I... And like uh -huh. having to... to it ha Don't... Chip Chip was a very aggressive dog. He was great, but he was a bit of a pill. Um, he had a real hunger for reading. I think it was like, God, you know, I think it was Shop Girl by Steve Martin. <laughs> I think that was the book that my dog chewed up. Or maybe he was just like, like you shouldn't be reading out justice. <laughs> oh, man. I read that book, too. It was okay. Was it okay? I think it was okay. I can't remember. I don't know. I don't That's think it was. It wasn't? Okay. <laughs> And yeah. it's, it, it struck me as very creepy even when I read it and I, and I was pretty young. Yeah. There's something like, I feel like when Steve Martin gets like in pretentious mode, it's kind of the worst thing. <laughs> We're like, it's like, dude, yeah. just tell jokes. Just be funny. Like, that's the thing you're good at. He never wants to do that, though. He just wants to be smart. He wants to yeah. be a smart man. <laughs> yeah, he, wa he wants to be like a public intellectual or something. I know. Uh, and there's nothing, you know what you know we don't miss as a society is public intellectuals. Yeah, we don't so need more of them. 
We don't need more Malcolm Gladwells. They, they're not actually fixing anything. They just are kind of there to be on NPR, I think. But yeah, anyway, the, so like my dog destroyed the, the shop girl because he was a harsh critic. And uh, I worked at the library at that point, I think. So I had to take it in and explain how I ruined a library book. And they were super judgmental. I'm like, what do you, you understand the dogs just do things sometimes. They, it's not like you can like... How dare you? Yeah. Sorry I left my book where a dog could possibly get to it. I should put them on... I don't know. I should... Uh, they were awful. I know. You really got to stop putting peanut butter on those novels. <laughs> it just makes it easier to turn the pages. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I... I'm... I don't know. Yeah, like, I, like, owe them, like, so much money right now, too. Oh, I hate that. You just got... You're on the run. You just got to stay on the run. That was the other thing. I think we're just going to keep uh, uh, pissing off librarians tonight. I think I... I because at, at my library, um, which I, I worked at, you could like get inter um, like interlibrary loans really easily, uh-huh. and they didn't have a very good music selection in my library, but you could get like them from anywhere else in the greater Milwaukee area. So I would just get like a Roots album and like uh, like the best of Hank Williams, and like uh, like a Queen album, stuff like that, stuff that you know every high schooler loves. Um, <laughs> and then I just wouldn't return them ever until I had like hundreds of dollars of fees. Oh, no. <laughs> and I think I just was like, eh, I'm, just gonna, I'm leaving Milwaukee, so it's not going to be a problem anymore. That's fine. I'll just never take out a book and library in Milwaukee again. So so what happened? It's, it's just it's over? Just, yeah, yeah. I think I eventually returned most of them and just never, you know. Yeah. Never settled up. That's great. They're, They're going to find you someday. They'll never find me. Someday. They're, you know what? I, you'll I'm, hear the, yeah. you'll hear the, you know, yeah, the like, shh. They'll, they'll, the cut, sh- they'll cut the power in my building. <laughs> Could you imagine though you wake up it's the middle of the night and someone is shushing you quietly? Right, like, yeah. And then they like stab you. Smother, yes. No, they smother me with a book. Oh yeah. Yeah, they shove it in my oh. face. Oh. Yeah, right. So were you calling Emma to discuss library bad behavior or, or jeans? Do you want to, do you want to talk about jeans? I mean, I was kind of thinking about jeans. I don't really have a story to tell, I guess. I was just you just you guys just like reminded me of like, you know, you know, like, you know, like uh you know, like, uh, I don't know, like, uh, all the jeans that, like, I used to wear Yeah. Uh, growing up. And, like, I was really tall for my age, and, like, I'm just sort of tall. And um, they were all, like, way too short on me. And so I, used to, I totally I know that problem. Out. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just, like, you know, like, it didn't really look good when the style was for them to be flared, you know? Yeah. Oh, when flared they, yeah, jeans. They, like, when it's, up. like, right above your ankle. Right, yeah, and these, like, Ugh. big, like, flares. So I would, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I did, but, it, uh, yeah, it was just a really super, um, yeah, um, awkward uh, fashion time for me. I yeah, re- I feel like you just sort of, like, dealt with it by just dealing. Like, you just didn't do anything. You just wore them anyway. At least that's yeah. what I did. And they were just so hideous. Like, I knew at the time that they were hideous. Me, yeah. Oh, yeah. Me too. Totally. And then, and, and yet everyone, like, every, like, teen girl from our generation wore them anyway. Yeah. We, they just didn't, like, um, look good, like, at that. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. When you were, like, so tall. I feel like it was just not for me. You know? That's, that's a very... I think that's a very particular... Uh, female fashion problem that mm. guys do not have. 
flares. Oh no, 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 actually that's not true because I think there's plenty of guys now who will wear like skinny jeans or tight t-shirt or tight shirts who should not wear them. You know what I mean? Like dudes who like will squeeze into pants now is, is, is like a thing that exists in the world. Well, you oh. have to remember, you have to bear in mind this is before, this was the time before they made jeans cut to fit people of different proportions. They didn't right. for a while? Really? They it, was didn't. Just, it was just like one size So if you all? had long, like if you had a long inseam, you couldn't get pants that fit you Weird. ever. This was like until, yeah. exactly. I don't know, five, six years ago they started becoming popular. I just remember yep. the jean name, Jordash. It was Jordan. Oh, yeah. Right? That was cool for like a while. Like in like the JCPenney catalog yeah. in like the pastel colors. Right. That was a cool thing for a while, wasn't it? Or was, or was that just because I'm in the Midwest and our idea of what was cool? I remember in them the being like 90s. semi-cool when I was like, I don't know, 10, 12. Yeah, something. okay. All right, good. They like they had cool ads or something. Jordash. <laughs> that went and that's like a thing. Both Jordash and Lee jeans went from being cool to really not cool. Real oh, fast. I know. What happened to Lee? Lee was fine. They weren't they fine? They were they okay. They were okay jeans. for a yeah. while. Where did they um, sell those? Weren't those at like the Kmart Lee? Lee? Lee that they sold at Kmart, or was that some other? We, we were a Kohl's family. We, we went to <laughs> Kohl's department store. Um, we have Kmart, I think, but Kohl's like a, Kohl's is like a little bit fancier, I want to say. Yeah, um, it's also like a little bit more like hick Midwestern because it'll have like yeah stuff you need need actually. Yeah, it's like a tar- it's like a it's more like a low rent Target. Yeah, um, which Dangle? isn't you know it's like stuff you is could get. At- Oh, I missed. Okay, apparently, apparently, Callie did call Jordash. I just uh, missed it. So, sorry, Callie. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a ugh, that was a grim time for long-legged girls having to wear jeans. I think about it now and shudder. Luckily, I mean, if this makes you feel better, probably guys did not notice at all. <laughs> um, but I know that that was, was the other girls. Yeah, I know. I realized this. I'm just think that was yeah. I know that's yeah. no real consolation. It's all right. It's fine. It's all over now. Yeah, it's totally over. Ugh, just in that, like, really, like, really light stone wash. Mm, yeah. Or, like, that... the fake distressed jeans. That's when that oh. first, like, became... Well, oh. I mean, that got popular in the 80s, but, like, the really cheap-looking kind. That's kind of come back, though, right? Like, where that's, like, people wear them ironically It sort of never now. went away. Yeah, but I mean, like, it's sort of, like, it, you know, it it kind of, like, hid in, in the Midwest, in, like, the, the rural corners of the Midwest for a while. Like it like just lurked there, Ooh. and then once the like rabies, yeah, once like the the early nineties. Exactly. Once you go symptomatic and start wearing those fake distressed jeans, a hundred percent fatality rate. I don't even <laughs> understand. I, I find the idea of fake distressed jeans to be the strangest thing in the world. Like, if you wear a pair of jeans long enough, it will actually start to fall apart in a way that looks pretty cool. Uh-huh. Just that people don't have the like the patience or something. I can reveal a, a gene fact about myself. I'm really digging deep here. That the jeans I'm currently wearing have a hole in them. In the knee. The knee is a great place for a great place for a jeans hole. A knee, yeah. a knee hole the that developed because I wore them too much at my old job, and I am too poor to replace them. Yeah. That's that's. I mean, that's like that's like that's real style right there. Yeah. I am. I feel like. An icon. Typically, when I get a hole in my jeans or my pants, it's in like the. Is there a more polite word than the crotch of the jeans? <laughs> the the inseam. No man, no, like yeah. always inseam. with the jeans, it's the crotch blowout. The. Uh, oh, I hate that word too. Blowout. Crotch, blow, crotch blowout. 
I've like, just I've settled on that as the optimally gross <laughs> phrase for describing what that is. Blowout. It also like accurately describes how I feel whenever I that happens. A, I think that's a Judas Priest song. Because you pretty much have to replace them at that point. Yeah. Yeah. No, I've, yeah. I've I've tried to fix it. Like I think my my mom as a kid would like put like a patch on it. I'm like, no, but I know I know there's still a hole there. Once you know there's a hole in the crotch in your jeans, they're just like they're not the same. I have a pair where I, I did patch one hole from a crotch blowout, and then the other side went, and then I just sort of gave up. This is, yeah, we'll say that I, I think... that That's because I have not enough money to replace my right. jeans. I, I bought a pair recently. I still plan on fixing the old ones. I bought, I'm, I am now in the, the age and income level probably also where I just buy the same pair of jeans over and over again. Like, I will fix the last pair until I can't fix it anymore then just buy the same one. Oh yeah. Now that like we, cause the other side of the story that Emma and I are telling is that we live in the heyday now where women can actually get jeans that fit them properly. Yeah. Because people have figured out that people have different body types <laughs> and not, and it's still a problem. Like not everyone can. And get that's great. Them. Let's say that's great that people have different body types, right? No. It makes the world, it makes the world a lot more fun and interesting. Well, I mean, obviously, we're speaking as people who couldn't fit into, yeah, the whatever the standard issue type of pants. So, I mean, it's great in the sense of like, it sucks that society is not caught up to that fact. But you know, but it's cool that we can yeah. get pants now. Yeah, yeah. we can. There's get, so yeah. many options now. We can get pants. Not enough options, but more than there were for sure. A lot more. Yeah. There have been a lot of advances in pants technology. Pants tech. Yeah, yes. or like, I don't know, people realizing that there's a market for a whole untapped market of women who want to wear clothes. <laughs> who knew? Oh, what? yeah, do you guys have um, um, uh, Uniqlo out there, Chicago? What's it called? Oh, yeah. Uh, Uniqlo? I don't know what that is. That's where I get my pants. Yep. What's... <laughs> Can you spell it for me? U-N-I-Q-L-O. I have no idea what that is. I do. So is it, do they have men's clothing? Do they? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is it, do they have affordable men's clothing? Yes. Really? Yes. Wow. I feel like we have one. You, 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 if we do though, it'll be like in the Magnificent Mile though. A place that real Chicagoans never go. Oh, is that Michigan? Michigan yeah. Avenue is that you're talking about? Yeah. Is that where they have like oh, all like chain show. stores and oh, stuff? It's, it's the many stores. It's like where they like put the Top Shop when we got Top Shop. Yeah, it's an absolute horror show. It's like I hate that store. It's the thing. It's funny. It's, I feel like with a lot of cities, um, like it's sort of like the Times Square of Chicago, right? Is that is that a fair comparison? Or maybe Fifth Avenue? That is, is Times Square. But like sort of cheaper. Yeah, it's like a like a low rent Fifth Avenue. Yeah, like mostly cheaper. It's like stuff that you'd find in just like a regular shopping mall for the yeah. most part. Mm -hmm. And then like sort of like low class, high class gear, like the Burberry store. Everyone knows that Cicero is the cool part of Chicago. <laughs> That's where the action is. Just when you, if you get if you if, when you're playing lands in Chicago, get in a cab and say, take me to Cicero. I feel like you're trying to trick me. I feel like it's not. No, true. no. You can just come hang out with me, Emma. It will be fine. Okay. I don't, I don't like where Tim's taking this one. Cicero or, or Schomburg. Schomburg or Cicero. Those are the two. It's, Schomburg's a bit further away. Okay. Um, but it's, okay. it's, 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 it's. They it's, have an Ikea there. Yeah. They have a sweet Ikea. You can just hang out at the Ikea. 
Okay. Have That's some. What they usually do most days anyway. Have some pickled fish. A uh, uh, one dollar piece of pizza. Um, what else do they have? Uh, they got that weird, that weird berry stuff. That lindenberry stuff. Is that what it is? Lindenberry. Yeah, it's their special meatballs? Swedish pop. They do they have, also meatballs. have meatballs. You know That's what? All, uh, you know what? As a kid, this is probably because I was like a weird kid. My mom would always offer to make Swedish meatballs for dinner, and I'd get really excited. And then remember that the key to Swedish meatballs is that it doesn't have any sauce on it; it's just a ball of meat. <laughs> and like that's that's like I like that you were tricked by the name though. Yeah, like it sounds great. Sounds great. Like, you get like a nice uh, plate of spaghetti with a couple of meatballs on top, and a and a marinara sauce. Mmm. Nope. Yummy. Meat. Just a hunk of meat sitting on a plate. <laughs> and you just kept forgetting. I kept forgetting every every time because I just, I, I don't know, probably was not the brightest kid in the world. It was part of the problem here. <laughs> Possibly. Real steep learning curve for young Tim Schaefer. It's hard. Yeah, well, we can do it, right? I lived. I survived. And I'm thriving. Well, thriving is <laughs> not the right word. Uh, enduring? That might be correct. Not constantly being tricked by the no. promise of Swedish meatballs. I know if somebody offers me Swedish meatball now, I say, no, thank you, sir. I'll have none of those. I will try some uh, gefilt fish, though. You would try what? Really moving is it, up. Is it, is it gefilt fish? Is that how you pronounce it? Is that oh, right? yeah. Yeah. I like pickled things. So mm. this has been. This, and yeah. Is that a weird thing to admit? Pretty much I think if you say, like, hey, you want to try this? I don't know. Pickled. Yeah, I'll try that. Sure. Well, like, well, uh, gefilte fish isn't though. Oh, right? is it just like? Is it the one that's in lye? Is that right? No, no, no. That's um, that's some, that's some like Scandinavian thing. Yeah, Which... that's un- that's what I'm thinking of. Oh yeah. Wait. Uh, did you say? Did you say uh, gefilte fish? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, no, that's, no. Yeah. No, that's not the this one. Smoked in lye. fish. That just smoked fish. Um. No, that's like. That's like um. It sounds good. I, like, I think I um, want it. A Jewish like fish like uh loaf of like fish that's like all different fishes all together. Oh it's Jesus! Poached. Yeah, it is, but it can also be baked. Is it good? It can be, but it's usually not. Oh, okay. <laughs> what's the What's the Swedish one? What the, 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 yeah. The the weird yeah, Swedish one. Has, like um, me and my cousin like has like um has like um a gefilte fish. Uh, a company now, actually, and it's How? very good. Does that is it, is it doing well? It's yeah, yeah. It's, okay. It's not bad. Yeah, she's you know carved out a little like. It's, I mean, does she have like a? Um, I assume it's it's kosher. I would hope. Yeah, yeah. It's okay, kosher. cool. Yeah. So then that, that 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 increases the sort of you got like a niche market, but that makes it a little more you know. You know you know your customer. Yeah. That helps. Yeah. yeah. She She's probably weird, but does yeah. a lot of business in Williamsburg, perhaps. Oh, yes. You have it right. exactly uh, right. Yes. Uh, Tisanol gefilte fish is kind of like uh, a joke, but it's actually very good. Well, that might be the most Williamsburg thing possible, <laughs> artisanal <laughs> gefilte fish. It's like you've just, you've just com- combined the two most prominent parts of Williamsburg so, in yeah, one product. So That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it seems well, very smart to me. Yeah. She actually lives in uh, somewhere else. She doesn't live there in Williamsburg. But, yes, it is very it is very Williamsburg. I spent a little bit of time wow, there, and I, and I actually expert. sort of liked it. I was I was surprised. I was mm-hmm. like – because I, I felt like I had this image in my mind that it would be – like the equivalent that we have of Williamsburg 
is still Wicker Park, but it's our neighborhood sort of becoming more like the Chicago Williamsburg, unfortunately. And so my 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 like ah yeah, uh, Callie just nailed the the thing I'm thinking of. It's it's Ludafisk. That's the uh, the lye soaked fish. Oh, disgusting! Ah. I would totally try it. I'm inclined to agree with you, Emma. Anyone, if anyone wants to send me a jar of lutefisk, I will eat it on the air, and then do so a shot. So you guys of know that you would only have yourselves to blame. Yeah. <laughs> Dedicate a whole episode to that. No. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't be able to take it. Yeah, it wasn't like so. When I visited Williamsburg for just like a couple days, it was like a weekend, uh-huh. and I was like, "It's fine. There's good yeah. things there. Like, yeah, okay. there's obnoxious youths, but that's just you know whatever." They don't look at me. I'm too old to be like of consequence to them, so you it's fine. You've got to go somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Put them, put them in one place so they can hang out together and dress funny and listen to bad music. Yeah. Because they mostly have, like most youths have bad taste in music. I'm just gonna say that, right? <laughs> really, I feel like they have like mm. uh, good taste in they music. Have, you know, they have, they have, uh, they have compared to like you know everybody else. Like I old- s- that's probably true. People. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, it's like, I would I would take the average, I will take my dad's taste in music over the average Williamsburg denizen, probably. Oh. But he also likes the new pornographers and stuff, so he's got, like, pretty good taste for mm-hmm. an older gentleman. Edgy dad. Yeah, he's like an edgy dad. My dad's a real edgy dad. Uh-huh. Same. Like as you guys know. Yeah, yeah, we talked about this. That's right. Yeah, yeah. How are your father's Burning Man preparations? Um, I I haven't really heard too much. I think he's, you know, I think he's going to be fine. I think he's going to have fun. <laughs> I'm very excited to learn of his adventures. Yes, me too. Is he going to bring a, a drug testing kit with him? <laughs> yes. He's a, like a total narc. Yeah. He's just going to like narc the whole Good. time. <laughs> yeah. It'd be fun. Actually, that's a fun joke if he fake narked. Like, <laughs> like started it? to narc people and then just was like, ah. <laughs> I feel like that could get him into trouble. Probably get him into trouble. Yeah. That could definitely make you the least popular belle of the ball. <laughs> I love it. I think Tim is trying to get your dad beat up, Emma. No! Don't to him. No. No. I want him. I, yeah. I think I think it would earn him begrudging respect. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Tim's like, never been to Burning Man also. That's true. <laughs> so he's just making this up. Yeah. Take that for what it's worth. You don't. You, well, you don't know for certain I've never been to Burning Man. <laughs> he could be lying. He, his whole life could be a lie. Yeah. yeah. If uh, that was one of the lies, he could just—he could actually just be a dude who goes to Burning Man to narc on people all the time. Uh huh. That's just like your thing. No, I just—I—I—I I, uh, I bring like a fake FBI badge. Uh-huh. I bring a, a fake uh, Reno <laughs> Reno PD badge. Mm-hmm. Um, I bring what else? What would it be a good cop thing to have? Um, I have fake warrants. I have a lot of fake warrants. Uh-huh. Um, now you just make out the name when no one's looking. And a then, real... you, what was that? Oh, um, a real gun. Yeah, I bring a real gun for sure. Yeah, um, but I, just, I brandish that constantly. Yeah, just brandish. Yeah, you know. And I, I, I gotten really good at puffing out my chest in that way that cops do. You know. Yeah. Um, I don't have the girth that the average cop has. Like, not girth is the wrong word, but like bulk you know i feel like they have like a certain upper body strength that i lack but you can kind of make up for it with attitude um yeah i just go intimidate people and uh ruin their ruin their ruin their fun 
and take their drugs. And I don't I don't use the drugs, I just throw them away. <laughs> yeah. I'm like oh. the I'm the what's Where the, do you throw them away? Just Bury in the, them in the sand. I just throw it in the desert. Just throw it. Yeah. Just throw it right spread out in the there. desert. Um I'm like the uh what's that what's that, that, that German dark Santa Claus figure? The evil Santa Claus. Oh yeah. Remember? <laughs> that everyone was obsessed with, like uh oh, what is it? Not Chris Kringle no the Chris no. Kringle. It's like it's something like Claus, like uh, oh, what is it? I'm like I'm I'm the I'm the evil Santa Claus of Burning Man, basically is what I'm saying. What is that though? Yeah, I know. I want to think of it now. So, because I was obsessed with that guy for like a hot minute. Krampus, Krampus. Thank you, Michael. It's Krampus. The people in the chat know everything. The perfect name for evil Santa Claus, Krampus. Even (laughs) saying it makes me uncomfortable. It seems like it's not real. Like, it's made up. That's a really crazy. Like, Europe was a crazy place where people had weird ideas about things. Well, it was a horror show for many, many centuries. So it's like, yeah, duh. Yeah, it, it's sort of weird that anything positive has come out of uh, any traditions there. Like Santa Claus has become this very sort of oh, it's delightful, right? Like, it's sort of strange that that happened. Given people are going to water everything down the second they get true. a little bit of comfort. I would be I would be much more surprised if Santa Claus was real than if Krampus was real. Like if it turned out Krampus was a real thing, I'd be like, eh, that's probably that's about right. Of course, there's some horrible demon that punishes children. <laughs> like it's gonna come into your room and shush you, oh, drag you off to the library. Like it. Uh, Krampus, it's not even Christmas. Leave me alone. <laughs> so you get for not returning those books. I'll never return them. Oh no. They're mine now. It's a. Ad, I'm, I'm, it's adverse possession. Look it up. <laughs> what is it? Is that a lawyer thing? It is a lawyer thing. Don't look yeah. it up. It'll bore you. No, it's, okay. it's, it's interesting. If you hold on to something long enough, uh, uh, fit certain qualifications, it becomes yours. Huh. What should I do that with, I wonder? A million dollars. <laughs> a million dollars. Yeah. Okay. Sit on it. Yep. <laughs> just, just like hold it. Just sit on it for the statutory period, which is usually like... 10 years or something like that so <laughs> you don't literally have to send out the entire time it just oh, has to be okay. yeah that would actually be that's a lot more fun like that should be the actual rule is that you can take something and uh-huh. sit on it for 10 years <laughs> or for like half an hour yeah yeah I and mean, if someone doesn't stop you from sitting on a million dollars for half an hour then really they don't, probably don't deserve it yeah like maybe like we'll say like a week like if you can sit on a car for a week and no one stops you. <laughs> That's your car now. Oh yeah, wasn't that like a competition? Yeah, hands on a hot body. Oh called. yes. Yeah. I listened to that on hard body. Uh, hard, Life. Is, it, is it hard body? Yeah, hard. that's right. I actually made it less gross. Hands on a hot body is way less gross than hands on a hard body. It's all They're pretty gross. gross. They're both gross. Yeah, it's not good. How about hands on a hot hard body? Ooh, we're done here. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. That's the I like I I want more things like that in the world, things where it's a competition that has really arbitrary rules, where you win something really, like, is a car really worth like ruining three days over? Yeah, like is the car nice? Like, is it a good? I think, yeah, I think so. <laughs> I it's a, yeah, it's, it's but it's tough. still you have to pay taxes on it and stuff, you know. Like it's like that's the thing with the whole Oprah giving away cars thing that people forget is that. Oh, Be- right. People who won those cars had to pay taxes on them, and so a lot of them just ended up like selling the car, or uh-huh. like they mo- a lot of people did not actually get a end up 
being able to enjoy the car that they were given by Oprah. But you know what? She's our generous overlord. We should all thank her on a daily basis, especially in Chicago, because this is Oprah town. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. I like her. I, I, I feel kind of neutral about her, I would say. Is that fair? What Seems about fair. Um, uh, um, uh, Martha Stewart? Less I'm, neutral. Like, yeah, more more leaning negative. Oh, she, really? She has, a I... good, she has a good sense of humor about herself, though, I will say. Yeah. Right? I, I sort of like her more than Oprah. She's, she is very funny when she's on talk shows, like Conan and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I like her treats that she makes. They're all very could... pretty. Well, that's cool. Sure, she does. <laughs> she has a dab hand at treats. Yeah. She does. She's my problem is I have like a very like vis- visceral aversion to waspy people. Yeah, that's uh, that's the real issue. And, and, and partly because I didn't grow up around it much, and so when I deal with people for like, especially from the East Coast, who are kind of like like God, super like, waspy. Could you imagine if she was like your aunt? It would Ugh. be terrible. It would be terrible. Ugh. You'd be like, look at these great treats, but then you have to put up with her all day. Yeah, it's compl- true. Complaining about like paying taxes and poor people. <laughs> paying taxes on her, on her uh, car from Oprah. She also treats her 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 help like garbage too. I think. Oh, does she? Yeah, she got in trouble for like screaming at her gardener or something. Oh no! Okay, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, I didn't know that. But who knows, right? Maybe, yeah, like... maybe the help did something really annoying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe maybe he didn't prune that shrub correctly. <laughs> and she had guests coming over. Yeah, come on. The 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 Duke of Ellsbury was in attendance. <laughs> That's like her... a real duke, right? I don't know. Pro- probably. <laughs> yeah. The 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 Baron of Shropshire. That's real. That's totally real. <laughs> that one's totally real. All right, Emma, I think we're going to start wrapping things up. All right, guys. Thanks for calling. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Bye. See ya. Bye. All right. We're, we're, coming, we're coming close to the end. And in the end, the love you take. I shouldn't do that. I know. Uh, fun fact, Lauren hates the Beatles. Was that even the Beatles? I kind of checked out. That was uh, that was from the uh, second half of Abbey Road, second side. You're also putting words in my mouth a little bit more strongly than they should be. Oh, okay. You you don't you do not care for the Beatles. Is that fair? There are parts of their catalog that I hate, and okay. parts of it that I don't hate, and none of it that I care about. That's fair. I'm sorry for putting words in your mouth. Well, you know. You make it sound so incendiary, and then everybody gets all mad, and then I have to hear about it forever. Yeah, okay. That's fair. People are going to be like, oh, no, but defend this, and I just don't care. I think we both uh, strongly prefer the monkeys to the Beatles, though. Is that is that fair to say? They at least don't bore me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a fun controversial note to leave you all on. Um, I was dragged into it. Yeah, sorry. Anything I'm sorry. Anything to do with it. Sorry for putting words in your mouth. Don't tweet at me when you're angry about how somebody who isn't you cares or doesn't care about something. Yeah, so let's play a couple tunes, and then we will be back next week. Same time, same place. We might. This Don't is, blow yourselves up over the holiday. Yeah, this is, this is like a little teaser. We might go for three hours next week. 
Maybe. Maybe. No promises. It'll depend on my job. Yeah. Which is a whole other can of worms that I don't want to get into. Maybe next week. Ever, probably. You do literally uh, pack cans of worms at your job. That'd be pretty cool. Worms are cool. I worms, like worms are non-native, it turns out. Really? Like worms. Huh. But I like them. But they're good. They're, they're good uh, for... Really? No? That's actually... It's a story for another day. Complicated? Their impact on our ecology. Earthworms and you. The earthworm story. But if you see an earthworm on the sidewalk and it's raining, feel sorry for him. Oh. He is I, trying not to drown. I like them. Don't let them drown. I'm pro-wormed. That's all I got. As for the you. as the god emperor of Earth, I am. It's true. Pro worm. You are yourself a worm. Yep. I'm a man with the body of a worm, but the face of a man. <laughs> I'm a god emperor. It's pretty cool that you have a face so you can sing your yeah. theme song. I actually kind of like that little song I just made up. That was it a was fun pretty one. Pretty good. Yeah. I'm a man with the body of a worm. <laughs> But the face of a man, I'm the God Emperor. All right. Well, that's it for the show. We'll play a couple tunes. I will front announce them for once. Um, first, we will hear Cherry Cream on from Unrest from their fine album Imperial FFRR, which stands, I believe, for Full Frequency Resonance something. I can't remember what it stands for. And then uh, Colin Newman of Wire with Lori's from not too provisionally entitled The Fish. Don't get hit by Don't get hit by a lorry. lorry. Yeah. Especially a, over this holiday weekend. Those of you who don't know, a lorry is like a semi-truck. Or an 18-wheeler. Right? Isn't that right? Truck. Right. Truck? This is a truck? Okay. Box. Truck. All right. Box truck. Fine. Fair enough. All right. Bye, guys. <laughs>